Hello, and thank you for joining us for another episode of Finding Our Freedom, a show dedicated to empowering yourself, finding your freedom, and achieving the life you deserve. This is episode 34, and today is Tuesday, November 24th, 2020. As always, if you enjoy our show, please let us know by subscribing and telling your friends. We can only grow through you guys spreading the word about us. We release new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday, so make sure you subscribe. That way, you will not miss new episodes as they're released. This is our Thanksgiving show, and I would like to wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving. We will not be releasing an episode this Thursday, so we can enjoy the holiday with our families. So that's right. This Thursday, November 26th, as we all know, is Thanksgiving Day. This national holiday, celebrated both in the United States and Canada, celebrates the harvest and other blessings of the past year. As Americans, we generally believe that our Thanksgiving is modeled on a 1621 harvest feast shared by the English colonists, also known as the Pilgrims of Plymouth, and the Wampanoag people. The American holiday is particularly rich in legend and symbolism, and the traditional fare of the Thanksgiving meal typically includes turkey, though in my case, tri-tip, bread stuffing, potatoes, cranberries, pumpkin pie, and much more. But today we're going to talk about the real meaning behind Thanksgiving, the real history of Thanksgiving, and why we should still celebrate, even though in 2020 we are told not to get together with our immediate, or I'm sorry, our extended family, and keep it to our immediate family. So I know for me personally, growing up, we always were told about Plymouth Thanksgiving. The Thanksgiving with the Pilgrims. That Thanksgiving began with a few colonists going out, fowling, possibly for turkeys, but more probably for the easier prey of geese and ducks, since they in one day killed as much as served the company almost a week. Next, 90 or so Native Americans from the Wampanoag Nation made a surprise appearance at the settlement gate, doubtlessly unnerving the 50 or so colonists. Nevertheless, over the next few days, the two groups socialized without incident. The Wampanoag contributed venison to the feast, which included the fowl and probably fish, eels, shellfish, stew, vegetables, and, of course, beer. Since Plymouth had few buildings in manufactured goods, most people ate outside while sitting on the ground or on barrels with plates on their laps. The men fired guns, ran races, and drank liquor. Struggling to speak in broken English and Wampanoag, this was a rather disorderly affair. But it sealed the treaty between the two groups and lasted until King Philip's War in 1675 in which hundreds of colonists and thousands of Native Americans unfortunately lost their lives. Now, whether we believe in this uh, version of Thanksgiving or not, we really can't prove it one way or another. What we do know is the New England colonists were accustomed to regularly celebrating Thanksgiving days of prayer, thanking gods for blessings such as military victory or the end of a drought. The U.S. Continental Congress actually proclaimed a national Thanksgiving upon the enactment of the Constitution. Yet, after 1798, the new U.S. Congress left Thanksgiving declarations to the states. Some objected to the national government involvement in a religious observance. 
Southerners were slow to adopt a New England custom, and others took offense over the days being used to hold partisan speeches and parades. A national Thanksgiving Day actually seemed more like a lightning rod for controversy than a unifying force for the country. And it did not become a national holiday until Northerners dominated the federal government. While sectional tensions prevailed in the mid-19th centuries, the editor of the popular magazine Gaudy's Lady Book, Sarah Joseph Hale, campaigned for a national Thanksgiving Day to promote unity. She finally won the support of President Abraham Lincoln on October 3, 1863, during the Civil War. When Lincoln proclaimed a national day of Thanksgiving to be celebrated on Thursday, November 26, the holiday was annually proclaimed by every president thereafter, and the date chosen, with few exceptions, was the last Thursday in November. President Franklin Delano Roosevelt, however, attempted to extend the Christmas shopping season because we needed the money due to the Depression, which generally begins with the Thanksgiving holiday, and to boost the economy by moving the date back a week to the third week in November. But not all states complied, and after a joint resolution of Congress in 1941, Roosevelt issued a proclamation in 1942 designating the fourth Thursday in November, which is not always the last Thursday as Thanksgiving Day. Now, as the country became more urban and family members began to live farther apart, Thanksgiving became a time to gather, which it is uh, still today. The holiday moved away from its religious roots to allow immigrants of every background to participate in a common tradition. Thanksgiving Day football games, beginning with Yale versus Princeton in 1876, enabled fans to add some rowdiness to the holidays. In the late 1800s, parades of costume revelers became common, and this evolved into what we know as the Thanksgiving Day Parade, presented by Macy's. In 1920, Gimbel's department store in Philadelphia staged a parade of about 50 people with Santa Claus at the rear of the procession. Since 1924, the annual Macy's Day Parade in New York City has continued the tradition with huge balloons. The holiday associated with pilgrims and Native Americans has come to symbolize intellectual peace, America's opportunity for newcomers, and the sanctity of home and family. It, our neighbors to the north in Canada, Days of Thanksgiving, also originated in the colonial period, arising from the same European traditions in gratitude for safe journeys, peace, and bountiful harvests. The earliest celebration was held in 1578, when an expedition led by Martin Frostbier held a ceremony to a ceremony held in present-day Nunavut to give thanks for the safety of its fleet. In 1879, Parliament established a national Thanksgiving Day on November 6th. The date has varied over the years. Since 1957, Thanksgiving Day has been celebrated in Canada on the second Monday in October. This year, however, will be a little bit different. As we face Thanksgiving in um, the quote-unquote era of COVID, many of us are choosing not to have the extended family um, 
Thanksgiving dinners. And my family is actually one of them. Not that we actually celebrate Thanksgiving on Thursday anyway, because everyone comes together during the weekend. Many of us actually work on uh, Thanksgiving. And we enjoy our meals. But this year, it's just going to be immediate family. Um, and many people are making this choice. For many families, Thanksgiving is about coming together to enjoy a meal with relatives and friends. But as I said, the COVID-19 pandemic rages on. Dinner parties and other social get-togethers are risky this holiday season. In fact, public health experts say that small household gatherings are among the key reason COVID-19 cases are rising again. And I know a lot of people don't really believe that. Um, I don't like the fact that we're blaming some things and other things are getting a wave simply because it's politically correct at this point. However, with that being said, something that's more intimate, people are going to be closer together. At the same time, something with more people also pushes people closer together. Um, how? But right now, with some additional planning, we can lower risk activities for our families um, and make lasting memories while minimizing the risk of being exposed or spreading COVID-19 to our loved ones. So how to help avoid getting and spreading COVID-19 this Thanksgiving? Well, first, celebrate with members of your own household. Fortunately, not only are we living in the age of COVID, but we're also living in the age of technology. With Zoom, Skype, and others, and using a large screen TV, we can actually enjoy the season with numerous family members. We can all get together online, and we can all um, talk and communicate. We just can't sit down and share our meal. And some people will choose to still have the large Thanksgiving dinners. And that's their right. Um, the lowest risk option, according to the Center for Disease Control, is to limit in-person gatherings to people who live in your household. Planning a special feast, cooking with your children, and decorating your home for the holidays are great ways to enjoy each other's company while protecting your family and other loved ones from COVID-19. Think of creative ways to share the experience remotely. That's what I was talking about with Zoom and Skype. Uh... Plan a drop-off potluck. Another low-risk activity, according to the CDC, is to prepare traditional recipes for families and neighbors instead of sharing them in person. Delight them with a doorstep drop-off. And grocery shop online and help elderly or high, higher-risk loved ones. Staying home as much as you can is the best way to reduce COVID-19 risk. Grocery shop online with a delivery or curbside pickup options, if possible, and consider holiday food deliveries to elderly relatives. If you need to shop in person, try to go at a time when stores are not as busy. But, like I said, a lot of us are going to continue traveling, and that's all right. Uh, just know traveling does increase the chances of spreading COVID-19. The CDC recommends postponing trips. But if you're going to travel, you're going to travel. Um, if you can, drive. If you can't, uh, make sure you wear a mask while you're uh, flying.
But the bottom line is rather you're going to have that large uh, gathering or not, you're going to do something simple, or you're going to travel. It's completely up to you. The point is you do it responsibly, and you do it knowing all the conditions that are out there. Um, no one should be stopping you from enjoying yourselves. This is still America. But we have to do so responsibly. Now, if you're like me, you're looking for a simpler way to do things. And if you're like everyone else during the holiday season, you have a long list of things to do. And a clock that seems to speed up faster and faster as the holidays approach. But how will we get everything done? The answer is both easy and complex. We simplify things. When you take steps to simplify your holiday demands, you'll discover how much you really do love the season. These strategies do provide you with plenty of inspiration on how you can avoid a hectic schedule, serve easy, delicious meals, and throw some lovely get-togethers. Rather, they're going to be large or small. Let go of your wish for the perfect holiday. No matter what. Especially this year. I mean, it is 2020. Let go of that dream of a perfect holiday. We all see it on TV. How every holiday is picture perfect. Reality, however, tells us a much different story. Make it a goal to no longer seek perfection in your holiday preparations. Celebrating pleasing holiday doesn't require a perfect house faultless appearance, and especially awesome party or complicated meals. It's about loved ones being together whichever way is possible this year and communicating and really caring about each other. Next, plan ahead. So for Thanksgiving, we're a little late. This is more for Christmas now, but everything goes better with some planning. Keep a short list of what you would like to do for an event. It might have entry, entries like clean living room, kitchen, and downstairs bathroom. Order sandwiches from whatever restaurant. Get chips, sodas, um, snacks, paper plates, napkins, store. Um and even get the kids a haircut. Then, assign the tasks to family members. And set limits. Set limits for both yourselves and for the expectations others have on you. Maybe it's t just too chaotic to have friends over for a party on Thursday evening. Then, work all day Friday. Do grocery shopping on Friday night. Cook on Saturday morning and early afternoon. And have your families get together on Saturday night. Why not decide to celebrate, to schedule celebrations so you have at least three to four days between them. The, awesome, the other thing is, like we do, we don't celebrate on Thursday. It's the middle of the week, and everyone has to either work Wednesday. I personally have to work Thursday, and I have family members that have to work Friday. So we celebrate on the weekend. And there's nothing saying we can't celebrate on the weekend or celebrate on your next day off. If you do plan uh, 
time in between gatherings, you actually have a day to breathe or so after completing an event. Followed by a day to shop, then a day to prepare food and clean the house, then get everything ready. Next, consider pre-made meals. Instead of preparing the turkey, dressing, mashed potatoes, gravy, green beans, whatever, um, contact your local deli or grocer. It's common for delis in larger grocery stores to provide complete cooked Thanksgiving or Christmas meals. And you're not going to break the bank. When you tally what you spend for all the ingredients and the hours and energy it takes to cook your meal, you'll be thrilled to get a complete cooked meal to simplify your dinner prep at home. Place the pre-made food in your favorite serving dishes, and guess what? No one will ever know. Everyone will enjoy the meal, plus you'll be thrilled with how relaxed and full of energy you'll be. And if you're not going to do that, pre-make meals. If you haven't done it yet and you are going to do a turkey, that that turkey better come out of the freezer today, if not before today, because it needs plenty of time to thaw. Um, and then ask for help. Maybe you're usually pressed for time to wrap your gifts, uh, but your mom lives alone and doesn't have much to do. Well, why not ask her to come and spend a Saturday afternoon wrapping your gifts while you're baking the pies? It would be wonderful to create this new tradition of spending an afternoon with your mom doing holiday tasks together. If that's uh, not something you want to do this year because of COVID, then ask your spouse or boyfriend, girlfriend, or just a regular friend. Um... When it comes to your holiday meal, consider having a potluck. We've done this in the past. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But asking attendees to prepare a single dish to bring to complete the dinner, it's pretty easy to plan this type of event. Make your list of foods or ca categories of foods you want to serve. Then contact each invitee and share that you're trying something new this year, a potluck celebration. Or... Even better, hire a caterer. If you have the financial means to do so, consider having someone who's in it for the money to prepare your meal or party foods. Look at it this way. It's your contribution to that person's holiday season to give her your holiday business. Plus, you might be surprised at what you can obtain for the money and less stress. Save, save back a couple hundred bucks to pay someone else to do the cooking one year, just to see how it goes. Maybe one of your traditions will be that every other year you hire a caterer for your holiday festivities. The other thing is you can ask your family and friends to help pay. And everyone chips in 20 or so bucks. But the point is simplify your holiday parties. And this is a great year to start. Um, if people look forward to your holiday parties every year, work hard to make it as easy on you as possible. If you're not going to hire a caterer, you can hire someone to clean your house the day before the party. You can purchase red tablecloths, dark green napkins, and set out your white plates. These can all be used year after year in event after event. Finally, 
Do no decorating other than your Christmas tree. If you must give a gift, buy an assortment of holiday decorations, candles, trees, ornaments, and the like. Wrap them, pl placing a gift on each chair. You'll be all set with less stress than usual. That's a tradition worth repeating. Making efforts to simplify your holiday celebration can only enhance your feelings of joy, peace, and love towards others. Practice these simple suggestions and hopefully you have a simpler holiday. And once again, thank you for listening to Finding Our Freedom. And I hope you have a very happy Thanksgiving.